0: Hello, this is Mark David Noble. My guest today is Wes Stevenson, bass player and one of the founding members of the Funky Knuckles. We're recording today live at the Independent Bar and Kitchen in Dallas, Texas. Wes, how did you get started as a musician? Okay, is that, it's kind
1: of a weird story. Uh... Actually, I, I, I was, uh, was going to try to play football in high school. And uh, it was my ninth grade years. You know, I was trying out for the football team. And uh, we were doing two-a-days. And, and after the first rehearsal or practice, it's rehearsal, right? I'm a musician now, full-fledged. But anyways, um, after the first uh, practice, I left, man. And, and uh, we was hanging out with this dude that I didn't know very well. And he kept on talking about his homie to play bass and how, you know, He was so cool and and great, and he was was a great bass player. But uh, anyway, so we go to the guy's house finally, and he starts playing uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Higher Ground. Yeah, the Flea. Yeah, Flea, man, and uh, he was thumping it. And uh, man, that was like the coolest thing I'd ever heard in my life, man, and I was just like, man, instantly hooked. And so, you know, uh, and then I left there and was walking home, and I got hit by a car. Like really bad Like it was a really bad accident And then um, And it kind of spun me off Obviously I couldn't play football And it kind of put me uh, On a weird path where You know Whatever And um, it kind of Kind of And you know But what I never forgot that day Was that I wanted to play bass And that You know um, It kind of steered me In a path Where it made a lot more sense For me to Play music Than anything else Anyways I I so I started playing bass. Uh, I guess I was like 14 or something like that. Right, 14, 13 or 14. And uh, I'm from Garland, you know. Um, you know, shoot. And uh, man, I, as soon as I got the instrument, I was just super. My very first instrument, I was very, very, um, uh, really into it. You just and fell in love with the bass. Yeah, man. Felt, yeah, literally. And I was at church before. But before I got my bass, I was at church. Uh, and every Wednesday, I would play drums for a little while. Right. Uh, we we had you know we had Bible study on Wednesdays, and we and like uh we also had fellows uh, uh a dinner for all like fellowship for all the, you know people. So sure. So di- I would eat my dinner real quick, and my dad cooked at the church. And uh, anyway, so and I would run. I get done eating real quick, and then run in there. I play drums for uh, for a little while, and then I go and play the dude's bass for a little while. And man, that's really kind of you know what really put me, you know I just man it just fell in love and. You know, and so when I got my first bass, man, I was just,
0: it was all over, man. I you see. Know, it. I can see that. And from the way you play, I can see you love it. I do. Well, <laughs> tell me about after high school. What what was next for you? Um, well, I
1: went to, I just, man, went to like basically like a little junior college and started like studying theory. Which started, one? Uh, Richland. Right. Richland Junior College. Right. Uh, in uh, And, uh, man, just started really, you know, <coughs> digging into the, uh, like before that, you know, I'd already been playing for a while. And before that, like, music was kind of like magic to me, you know? And I wanted to know, like, what, why does, why when I play these notes and he plays those notes, why does it sound like, sound like that or whatever? And uh, man, I just wanted to figure it out, so, and I didn't even know, man, I had actually dropped out of high school right? and, uh, and had no, no intention of going back, but then I found out that you could could study music in college and study jazz, and so, um. And so that's really what kind of brought me back to high school so that i could graduate and go to college and study music so that's what i did I, I went to like this little junior college and i got a really good education i mean it's not like a like a it's not like a super fancy school or anything but so who was teaching bass there at Richland? uh first first guy was named uh chris clark right and uh second guy was named uh lou Harless. there you go and uh both those guys really respected uh, musicians around here um, you know been around forever and ever and uh, great teachers on on
0: top of being good players are great teachers you know that makes all the difference Yeah. well now what about the band itself when you guys were, was it the rhythm section first I think I read or
1: yeah 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 the band um, uh, Sed and Caleb and I were playing at church together right and uh, we uh, you know we were like we were taking um our, our our pastor uh bishop Gary Oliver is really uh he's a musician and he's he was always really uh, uh supportive about us like you know just being like you know just using as much of our imagination or doing whatever we wanted to with the music. Right. So we uh so man we would take all these gospel tunes or whatever and basically just strip everything away and like rearrange the whole song reharmonize it and and we had been doing that for so long. I mean we you know, we could just do it really quickly and we just come up with these new arrangements. And uh and we're like, man, we need to shoot, let's start a band, man, you know, 'cause we're we were all into the same things, you know, hip hop, jazz, you know, funk, sure. gospel, you know, blues. Right. All you know, American music I guess really, you know, and so so man, we just kinda just started playing. We had we got like a residency uh I started playing and you know we didn't have a name or anything or nothing man. We just you Are know, you talking sp- about being at Granada? Sundown no, at Granada no. What, no where were no, you no. before that? Ah oh, man several I mean we've been, we've had a residency ever since we've been playing but um but we it's been at several places. The first one was at it's not even there anymore. It, it was called Teeny Bar. Yeah. And then uh, I remember that place. Oh, uh, yeah right on yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know so yeah we we started playing I think we were playing there I think we were playing there every Tuesday or every Monday or something like that.
0: Wes, how can people learn more about your band and where you're playing? Do you have a website? Oh, www.thefunkyknuckles.com. Not only
1: are those guys incredible musicians, but we're really good friends and have been friends for, man, a long time.
0: That makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get to go to work with somebody that you can't stand, you're just miserable, but right. you get to hang out with friends. It's not really work at all, yeah, right? sure. Well, tell me about uh, making the album and making the video there at January. Uh, well, those the the so it's two separate recordings. The 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 um,
1: we man, we were uh really really trying to get video done because it was just something that was really important to us, sure, to have some type of like quality video. I mean, you know, it's there's tons of cell phone videos of right. us, but but uh, we wanted like a good quality you know video. So, um, when we initially recorded the record, we were definitely tr- we were trying to get that together, but we just it wasn't in our budget, so um, you know, um, so we after the fact, went back to, to to January and, you know, basically played the songs
0: down again. That's where they're a little...
1: They're, we kind of tried to play them the same, but they're still different. We can't, you
0: know... Hey, man, we, we wouldn't want plays. it any other way. We want it to be different every <laughs> yeah. time. That's what yeah, makes sure. it fun. Yeah, no doubt. Well, what about the experience of making the video itself? Was that a, a good experience? Would you do it again? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, we would love to, uh, you know... Uh, something that we've been thinking about I mean like a lot of our friends have done like performance videos you right. know and those are great and that's you know, a lot but, harder to do too ah yeah I mean I don't know if, uh, It uh, is it I don't know is
0: it it just takes a lot of people and coordination yeah
1: them. yeah for sure yeah doing videos mm-hmm. doing videos period I think just take a lot of people and coordination but but we, we're trying to figure out like you know wanting to do things like where we where we're basically just doing music videos as opposed to like you know, just videos of us up there playing, making sure. up, ugly
0: faces. You know, he's starting to make plans for something like that, or
1: yeah, man. Which, we're, well, we're we're trying to make plans for a lot of things. Um, you know, right now we 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 ne- need to get a new record out, and sure. we need to, uh, you know. Man, we want to get back over to Europe here really
0: soon. Right. Um, and you got another tour coming up pretty quick. N- yeah, this yeah, like this month. Three weeks or two weeks? Is just about to get started, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to Colorado for the first time. Um, right. It's going to be pretty exciting.
0: Where are you headed this time? Man,
1: I. Uh,
0: Man, I Colorado
1: first, yeah. You know where it ends up. Well, we got we got we got several we got several dates in Colorado and right. like out, uh, New Mexico.
0: And of course, the tour information is on the website, yeah, yeah, so people can yeah, find that yeah. out.
1: Our whole yeah, everything's always on there. Too.
0: Well, what about setting up the tour? Has that been a, a chore for you, or you have some people that are helping you out?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, I did the booking for the band for for pretty much the whole time the band uh, was together until about middle through last year, right. and uh, and then we signed with. The Hoplite uh, Music Agency, and man, Tom uh, Tom Baggett has been like super cool. Him and his wife Kara been like really good to us, and really cool, and really great to work for with rather. (laughs) And uh, and it's awesome because I don't have to book tours no more. So maybe some of this hair on the top of my head will grow back, and (laughs) maybe some of these gray hairs.
0: you, keep, you know get you colored can, again and you keep playing that music they don't they don't care what kind of hair you have you're doing fine I know. <laughs> well what about uh hoplite how did you get hooked up with them
1: man it was a blessing man like uh Tom, Tom reached out to me right. you know and
0: uh did he hear you play somewhere
1: or? uh man we got we got mutual friends uh some of the uh Jonathan scales and and the and uh and orchestra are on his agents' uh agency and then also he works with uh uh he knows lewis marks from rope dope records who spoke told him about us and and then jonathan scales told him about us and and he kind of i guess you know for whatever reason just checked out the the band and seemed to seemed to really like it so you know he he hit me up and we started talking and you know it felt right so we
0: i'm glad it worked out yeah man me too golly i hate oh god i hate booking tours well talking about the business side of it you know, what are your feelings about the you know digital music business in general? Is it? I know it's got to be challenging for for a young band and a band trying to become more widely known. Uh, What's been some of the challenges for you? Uh, you know, actually,
1: I mean, other than like streaming services that just don't pay you, right? Um, you know, and it, it's it's uh it's actually been pretty good. Um, you know, it's great that. You can just put MP3s out and people will buy them. Right. I know, man. Like you know, I don't, man. I listen to music on my phone, all like that's that's the way I listen to music. I don't, you know, um, it's Bluetooth to
0: my car, and it's always in your pocket. Yeah,
1: it's always in my pocket. So you know, I mean, like I don't carry CDs anymore. I don't carry, right. you know, and so it's it's great because you know I think things are mo- moving a lot farther towards that direction. And
0: what so, about? I'm sorry, what about iTunes? Has that worked out for you pretty well? That's where man, I found your tunes first. Yeah, yeah, it's been... It's after been, the website.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, yeah, that's been awesome, man. I mean, you know, like... Uh, and and basically, Ben, that's how we fund tours is through our royalty sales. Right. You know, royalty checks from sales on, like, iTunes and stuff like that. You right. Know? Uh, and so that's been great. I mean, you know, it's it's a drag for the, you know, the streaming services... That you don't really get paid, and you know, but at the same time, man, like you know, for a, such a small art, you know, band like us, you know, that's really just trying to get out there.
0: Right, it's good PR. when well, you were talking about the tunes on your phone. What have you been listening to this week when you're going on your way?
1: <laughs> Actually, I've been listening to uh, uh, Adrian Hewlett. Right. Um, some friends, uh, you know, we're doing this thing here tonight with with Mark and them, and so he's a featured artist and. Um, we're doing some of his music and, and some cover stuff, but uh, and and then, um, but other than that, man, like uh, man, I listen to uh, Albert King is probably like my favorite musician in the whole world. What about your favorite bass player? My fav- James James Jamerson is probably my number one. I mean, like the like
0: do it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Bobby Sparks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah. what about some of the Dallas venues that you played at? Which, which one have you enjoyed the most? Whew. Man, this place is really nice. The, the
1: independent bar and ki- uh, kitchen, right? Um, it's a great listening room. It's not a big room as you can see, but but uh, uh, but it's a great listening room, and and music sounds great in here. Um, and and are really the man they you know since they've opened they've really started really su- kind of supporting the scene a right. lot, and uh, that's been really cool, man. You know. Um, Obviously, we play at the Sundown um, every Monday. Sundown is a great venue, you know. Um, Mike Schroeder and him, uh, Mike Shoulders, is the one that owns a Granada, and he also owns Sundown right next door.
0: Well, and, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, man, you know, and so it's, like, top-notch sound, you know, um, great food, great drinks, great atmosphere. The, the room looks good, you know. Um, they have a sound man like a real dedicated sound man you know
0: aren't you guys coming back there uh, monday monday night yeah we play there every monday that's uh and could you give out the location
1: again so oh man i could tell you it's a sundown at granada on lower greenville right i don't have the physical i can't have the physical address memorized but uh it's very easy to find sundown at granada on lower greenville i love that place yeah man it's awesome uh
0: well, what about the uh, the social media part? Is that is that uh, a lot of work and is it time consuming? What it do you What do you do to take care of that?
1: It can't be, man. We uh, Ben Ben Bohorquez, our saxophone player, right? Him and I kind of him and I and Phil Allen kind of tackle those things together. As far as like you know, for the Funky Knuckles, I mean, you know, right. like uh, you know, um, Phil uh, basically made our website, um, right. Made the first one, and now we have like a new one. Um, it looks he, great.
0: What about the horn section? Yeah, how did you guys hook up?
1: Man, those dudes, man, <laughs> those guys are crazy. They uh, we we, you know, like I said, we've had a residency pretty much the whole time we've been playing, and like man, they were like you know they just would come out and they were they were coming out and they were sitting in, and then we'd play like an original one of our original tunes and they knew it.
0: That's you know. amazing.
1: You know, so like they, they I guess they was they had been at the the house shed and you know like shedding on the music and, and so man, you know, and as as we progressed you know like writing music the, um the the we needed a bigger band to to fulfill all the uh the arrangement you know and uh, but anyways yeah so they just you know and they, they we almost like they they almost just got grandfathered in you know they've just been playing with us for so long and so, you know, man,
0: it just made so much sense. Well, Wes, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. And uh, I hope people will check out the website at thefunkynuckles.com and uh, check out the tour coming up. And uh, and we're looking forward to that new album coming out maybe sometime this year? Man, it's, 17 honestly, it's probably going to be, yes, going to be the 18th, 2018. Well, it's, uh, it's always a huge project, but I'm looking forward to it. And I, I know I'll be clicking on that buy button as soon as it drops. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, Wes. Yeah. I'd like to thank Wes Stevenson, the Funky Knuckles, and Hoplite Music for making this interview possible. Thank you also to Independent Bar and Kitchen for their hospitality and allowing us to record. Finally, the intro and exit music for this interview is titled New Birth, written by Caleb Sean McCampbell. It is a title track from the band's current album, also by the same name, and is available on iTunes.